Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR author and expert podcast series. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's Big City number one national radio campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. If you want high power publicity for yourself, please contact AnnieJenningsPR.com. And today's guest is Anne Reichardt, and she is author of The Dance Card, Looking for Love After Divorce, a story of midlife self-discovery after the loss of a 30-year marriage, which examines the formula for finding love again in midlife. Anne's second book is The New Dance Card, Looking for Love Online, and I think that might be self-explanatory on what that's about. So welcome, Anne. Thank you, Stacy. My pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure to have you. So, you know, your first book, The Dance Card, talks about re-entering the dating scene after so many years of being in a long-term marriage. How did you do that? It was really difficult, actually. My story began, um, you know, obviously with the intro, I was in a long-term monogamous committed relationship, 30 years, and then all of a sudden I'm thrown into this single life. And as you know, it is it is a, a couple society, and I felt like, and as as I describe in the book, I felt like a leper in my new life, and I felt I needed to redefine what my new life would be because, you know, at the time I was 56, 57, and I thought, wow, where does a person go to find love again, if that is at all possible, and there weren't really very many options. This was 12 years ago, so I ended up... Um, well, I, first of all, I have to talk about, you know, the loss of, of something, whether it's through divorce or, or a death or whatever, and, and grieving that loss was very difficult. And I, and I discovered that there are so many other people out there, obviously, that have experienced similar um, um, loss and pain and how to deal with that. So I, I kind of delineate what I went through in terms of trying to struggle through that and wanting to maybe um, begin again. And that was a challenge. It was a real challenge. There was, there were obstacles. I thought, well, uh, you know, I have a third of my life left. Is it possible to find another person and would it be healthy? And so uh, I said, yeah, I, I really needed to go forward and, and discover if there's another possibility out there for, for love. And I wanted to be in a, a relationship. I wanted to be in a committed one. So, you know, finding the formula for finding love today was totally different compared to 20, 30 years ago. And so I challenged the notion of what it would be like. And I entered the, the digital world of dating, which obviously it's online dating. And it, to me, it was quite an eye opener. <laughs> it was daunting. <laughs> It was actually in the beginning, it was very humiliating because back then it wasn't, you know, it really wasn't talked about. And people were, um, I, I think they felt ashamed that they went to an online dating site. And so um, it, it felt like it was an affront to my self-esteem. But then as I pursued it, it, it became a little more enlightening and, and exciting, actually, and really an antidote to loneliness. So, um, and, you know, like I said, there are very few other options at that time. And so technology has given given us many more romantic options than previous generations. And Anne, that's obviously probably the biggest difference, right, that you experienced in dating from, you know, 30 plus some odd years ago before you got into your marriage to, you know, to when you 
uh, went back in and, and dipped your toes back into those waters just 12 years ago, you know, what would be the issues that one must consider when venturing into this online dating, especially if you're a little bit older, maybe somebody could be out there listening that was dealing with or facing the same type of challenges or doubts that you were back then. Yeah, you know, and that was a real challenge for me because I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And obviously over the years, and I've dated a lot of guys, and I'm saying when I date, they're one-time coffee dates or uh, just a luncheon or something. And out of the 12 years, I've only had, I would say, just two considered two um, relationships that lasted maybe two years. And what I've discovered is that, you know, within um, trying to develop a relationship, it takes and statistics have shown that it takes 12 to 18 months really to get to know that person. So I was sorting through, uh, you know, and I had parameters. And I think my, the messages that I discovered as I went along the way were, were that um, the, the challenges of dating online is different than real life matching where normal vulnerabilities without expectation are, are there. And, you know, when you're, when you're reading, uh, if people know anything about online dating, you have, a profile and they they write out a profile about themselves and it's basically a two-minute elevator pitch so you know you don't know what to believe and it's it's pretty artificial when you think about it unless you meet that person so you have to sort through the people first and there are pictures that go along with that and what I've discovered is that you know you are attracted to a certain type of person and and I had my parameters in terms of what was appealing to me in terms of a, a guy and I haven't really wavered from my parameters at all. And strangely, strangely enough, I, you know, was attracted to athletic men, tall men, and intellectual. And but those were my parameters. And what I have found out, there are so many other people that are looking for totally different things. And the other aspect of dating in midlife is that we're in a different stage, and we don't really feel the need to have to connect with, up with somebody because we needed to have children. We've already been through that. Um, you know, there are going to be um, a lot of other uh, challenges that go along with being in a uh, maybe a, a, the second or third marriage or second or third relationship if they have children and grandchildren and that sort of thing. And what you're looking for, what I was looking for at, at an early, a later age was completely different from when I was younger. I, I think I was, I find that um, I'm much more selective, whereas before I didn't think about the the ramifications of specific personalities when, you know, when I was dating at 20 or 30, I was attracted to a person and it just evolved. Now I'm a little more careful about who I choose and who I want to go to, out on a date with, which I think is important, but you do need to allow yourself time to meet that person and, and dis discover who they are and, you know, what their um, values are and what their interests are and personality and if it's going to mesh with yours, if that's what you want in your life. So, I came away with, um, uh, I think the, the important thing to, to note is that not to jump into anything too fast. And obviously with texting and technology today, uh, that can become a more of a detached form of communication. So what a person is saying on a text can, can be completely construed differently than what they are meaning. So um, there, there does become a detachment when you're connecting through a technology. And sometimes I've discovered it's, it's, it becomes meaningless and temporary and usually lacks a lot of substance. And 
oftentimes it doesn't allow for any continual permanence because it's an easy way to get out of um, wanting to be with somebody or even wanting to date with somebody because they they can do things that they're, they're like ghost you or tell you not that they don't really want to you know pursue this anymore whereas when you're meeting in person it's totally different you're kind of stuck <laughs> and you have to have a communication mm-hmm. but be aware of elevator pitches and you know everybody's on their best behavior until you do meet them and find out what they really are like and who, what they look like and don't jump into a relationship too fast I have found that and I was guilty of this I jumped into the very first person I met online I had a relationship with and um, you know he was a wonderful person but he just wasn't right for me so and also um, you know, don't have any idealistic expectations about finding a long-term partner at this stage because people have different ideas about wanting to be with another person uh, long-term. Um, blended families are, may be an issue. Um, and a lot of times people don't even want, don't want anybody in their space because you become comfortable being independent of somebody else. And that, that to me was another important factor that I think you need to be comfortable and independent with yourself and happy with yourself before jumping into a relationship, um, expecting them to make, give you that happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, Anne, you have certainly given us a lot of sage advice on this topic of dating and dating the second or third time around, a little bit older in life, and how to really navigate these waters when it comes to the digital age of dating and looking for relationships. So thank you so much. And our listeners can learn much more about Anne Reichardt and her books, which are The Dance Card, Looking for Love After Divorce, and The New Dance Card, Looking for Love Online. Check her out online herself, loveonthedancefloor.com. That's her website. Again, that's loveonthedancefloor.com. Thank you so much, Anne. Thank you, Stacey. It was my pleasure. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by AnnieJenningsPR.com. Visit AnnieJenningsPR.com to learn how you too can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your goals and dreams. Till next time.